Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. And take your Bibles, let's go to the book of Galatians. And believe it or not, next week we will finish up about the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, on Sunday mornings at 9.30, I've been discussing the rebuilding of the Jerusalem, Ezra and Nehemiah, and I've been discussing the gates on Sunday morning. And then after I'm done with that, I'm going to be dealing with difficult passages in the Bible. Uh, so if you come across a difficult passage that, that, that you are like, I, I, I don't know what this means, um, then uh, please... Um, submit it and uh, just give it to me and that's what we'll be discussing and you say pastor what if i don't hear my difficult passage addressed <clears throat> it's because it was too difficult for your pastor uh so but anyways galatians if you will and we've made our to are you, are you okay back there i thought john john just cut me out buddy and uh, we've made our way down uh to the word meekness so we've made our way down in verse number um, can y'all hear okay? Everything okay? Good. Uh, we, are, we are just weeks away from pulling the trigger on the new sound booth and probably month, month and a half getting the equipment ordered in. I am excited. I can't tell you how excited I am uh, because there'll be no more. Depending where you sit in this auditorium is if the speaker's good or the speaker's bad. I don't mean me, the speaker. I mean the speaker. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Pastor, I'm not getting much out of your sermon. Move to the other side of the auditorium. Uh, you may hear it for the very first time. Uh, but it looks like that we are going to have clusters uh, that hang from the ceiling. The sound booth will be upstairs. It'll be out from under the abyss back there. And uh, so I, I am excited. And we're going to put an elevator lift on the outside. Get, no, I'm kidding. So um, how many think we need an elevator in this in this? No, it's true, isn't it? Did you notice all the old people raise their hands? Okay, all right. Just want to make sure. Galatians chapter 5. We have, we have talked about, we've worked our way down, love, joy, peace. These are the three things that happen when the Spirit of God is controlling your flesh. When the Spirit of God is controlling your inside and it's overpowering your flesh. So understand that your flesh and my flesh can become this factor in relationships. Flesh living destroys relationships at the end. Flesh living wants to bite and wants to devour. If you're there in Galatians chapter 5 uh, and uh, in verse number verse number 16, well, back up to verse 14. For all, that, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This second commandment keeps cropping up because you're going to find that the second commandment is, is when you're walking a spirit-filled life that the first commandment is already known by God. God already knows, and he's the only one that can qualify what's going on in the inside of your heart and mind. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all. And, and when you and I understand that nobody can qualify that, okay? So don't you love people that have their crystal balls that look at you and go, well, you don't love the Lord. The next time somebody tells me, I don't love the Lord, I'm going to say, I didn't know God had come back in the flesh. Because nobody can know that. 
But you can know that if the second commandment that God said, that Jesus said, hang it all, that the second commandment is thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If you want to know how a marriage is doing, you don't talk to the husband, you talk to the wife. If you want to know how parenting is going in a home, you don't talk to the parents, you talk to the children. If you want to know um, how it's going on the job, then you don't talk to the CEO, you talk to the employees. Because the, the, the true trueness of this, truly what is going on, anybody can say anything you want to, and your neighbor, people you interact with, if, if we were to follow the average believer around on a Sunday, and then we talked to every believer that they interacted with, every person, and stopped and interviewed them and said, what, what kind of disposition did they just have? How did they interact with you? I am amazed as a pastor, and going, this is my 14th year of pastoring, my 35th year of working here at the church. I am amazed as a pastor, the longer I live, the more church becomes a place of offense in the hallway, in the auditorium. Well, they didn't speak to me. Well, they, they, they snubbed me. One, one, one dear lady, I used this by permission, said, she snubbed me. And I said, come on, man, come on, come on, come on. Walked up and I said, ma'am, did you snub her? And she goes, pastor, I don't have my contacts in and I can't see like that. So I just am wide-eyed and I haven't talked to anybody today because I don't know who people are. And she was like, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean... And, and I laugh because understand this, when the spirit of God is alive in your life and in my life, then all of a sudden the flesh takes a back seat and God takes over out here. So understand that, that we're, we're coming down to love, joy, peace. These are the three things that happen on the inside of us. Then we get to emerge with the spirit and this is long suffering. When we are living in the spirit, the spirit has the ability to go through difficult times and wait for a good outcome. This is why the Bible says that God waited. His long-suffering did not allow him to destroy mankind while Noah was building the ark. God had that ability to sit hoping. And a spiritual person, and when the Spirit is, is, is leading somebody's life, and you'll know it. I'm fixing to show four distinctions here. You and I will know it because there's nothing in you that hopes they don't. The people, I, I, I hope they die. Y'all, I don't subscribe to this Christianity and, and these maniacs that are on the YouTube that are hoping everybody dies that don't agree with them. That's craziness, and that's not God. Because God waited on a wicked world 1600 years that the imagination of their heart was only evil continually god wanted those people not to drown but it was their depravity that wouldn't let them get in the boat so understand when people espouse this and, and by the and only you and i i know when the spirit's not leading in my life because i want something bad to happen y'all straighten up your halos because y'all the same way you're like, and when you hear that, that an enemy, when you hear somebody, the difficulty that their car broke down, y'all don't judge me. It's like, thank you, God, for getting them. And when my car breaks down, I'm sure somebody's passing me on the road going, thank you, God, for judging pastor. It, it's all relative. But when the Spirit's emerging, we suffer with people. 
I broke some news two days ago to somebody about somebody that just this lost relationship and said, hey, did, did you know that they have cancer? Their response was getting ready to tell me how much of the spirit was leading in their life, and they just started weeping. And they said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to do something for them. I thought to myself, we attend that kind of church to where when people that even have done you wrong, that you all of a sudden hear this kind of news. You're getting, you're, are you spirit-filled? It's going to be put to the test when you, suffering is presented to you. And it's easy to be long-suffering when suffering is somebody you love. But what if it's suffering of somebody that you don't love? Or better yet, doesn't love you? Now this spirit, so, so love, joy, peace, this love, unconditional, this peace, this calm delight, this joy becomes the default setting that you return to. The, 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 those three attributes describe Vicki Britt to a T. I've known Miss Vicki since I was in elementary, and uh, when I was just, she was a college student that lived with us, her and Miss Brenda uh, lived with us as college students, and and uh, and Rochelle Dunkelberger. You gotta love that name. You remember Rochelle? Rochelle Dunkelberger. Uh, so Rochelle, Vicky, and Brenda, and we are like first grade, second grade. These three college students are living with us. They are like our built-in nannies, if you will. And uh, praise God that none of them gave me a bath. Scott can't say that. And every time it's like. <laughs> they changed your diaper. Anyway, so, 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 so we're living with them, and I will tell you that that dear lady has exhibited more of the Spirit of God because it's been like, Miss Vicki, how have you done this all this time? You know how she's done that? Because the word of God and just this love for the Lord that wants the Lord. This is that spirit. Now, I'm sure she has bad days. I wish I could find out about them. But I'm sure she has bad days. But, but so understand, so this, this, this fruit of the spirit, this love, this joy, this peace, now it's long-suffering. Gentleness is how you handle people in situations once they've gone through difficult times. The Spirit of God doesn't handle you and I. This is so when the Spirit's emerging, there's this gentleness. And then we talked about goodness. Then we talked last week about faith. So now let's back all the way up before we break into to meekness in verse 23. If you'll look at verse number 16, the very first truth that, that just trying to reiterate, it says, this I say then. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Why? So you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is the flesh lusting to do? Look at verse number 15. But if ye bite and devour, Galatians 5, 15, but if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Because if you are not walking in the spirit, you can't put up with the human beings around you. Has anybody irritated you today? Has anybody gotten on your nerves today? Is there a homo sapien walking around that you are like, mm. listen, that's why you need the spirit to take over. Because if the flesh gets involved, you're going to bite, you're going to devour, and you're going to consume, and then you're going to sit back and go, mm, take that. Well, that's fine, but then you don't have anybody. 
It's amazing when, when and I'm pulling back, nobody in this auditorium, nobody at this church, but, but it's amazing when people say, I have no friends. Really? What'd you do with your last set of friends? Well, they just got on my nerves. And I told them what I thought. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and how did that work? Well, they just, they don't want to hang around me anymore. I wonder why. He that hath friends must show himself friendly, and the Spirit of God wants to help your, your opinionated, sarcastic, sh- short comments, snarky you to be locked in a closet someplace and emerge comes out God. We are Christians. We are made in the image of God. And on the inside of you as I is all power. to. You don't have to go shop for these things. The day you trusted Jesus Christ, you got these things. And now it's like, let it come out. And when it comes out, um, I, I, I really hate to tell you this, your spirituality is getting ready to be put to the test when you say, I do. See, I was a good Christian when I was single. When I got married, how many would agree, your spirituality now is put to the test and you're like, mm, praise God from whom all blessings flow. So bite and devour, so look at it. And and so then he says this, the flesh lusteth against the spirit. So the second thing is this, this flesh that you have and this spirit that you have, they're in contrary. Would you look at the very last phrase? I'm gonna come back to this. So that ye cannot do the things ye would. So the spirit is trying to hold back the flesh to where the flesh doesn't do the things found in verse number 19, verse number 20, and verse number 21. The Spirit's lusting, He's try, they're contrary. So the, the, the Spirit's saying, if you'll just turn me loose, I'll take care of the flesh. And then the flesh is like, I don't want you to be loving. I don't want you to have peace. I don't want you to have joy. I don't want you to be long-suffering. I don't want you to be none of that. So the flesh is trying to keep the Spirit from you and I doing, look at it, it says, the things ye would. Right there, if you're taking notes, I would take note of Romans chapter 7 because in Romans chapter 7, you're going to find out that this, this Paul's not speaking to the Galatians of something he did not experience. In Romans chapter 7, he said, things I would, I don't do, and the things I shouldn't do, that's what I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? So understand, all of us get frustrated. I, 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 sometimes wives have a hard time understanding a husband's rage or frustration and, and we're, we're not frustrated at our wives necessarily. We're frustrated at ourselves. Because don't we hate it when our wives are right and we didn't see it? It's like, hey, you know, I knew. I'm all-knowing. I, I got it. I knew that 10 days ago. Thank you for reminding me I didn't see it. <laughs> so so it's, it's kind of hard. So understand that, that the Word of God here, so now let's look at, if you would, Galatians 5.16, we, we re- referred to this. So there's four things here. There's walk in the Spirit. That's found in verse number 16. Walk in the Spirit. That word walk means to arrange your life. And, and I hope this week <clears throat> that you have put more of the spiritual around you. Um, I would hope that in your car, um, when, 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 you, when you go to sleep, I, I, had, I, I was thinking much about this and, and, uh, and I was going to bed um, a couple of nights ago, and, and I put my AirPods in because there was a political podcast uh, that I wanted to catch up on Ukraine and Russia, and uh, one of their, their officials, something happened, and I wanted to catch up what is going on. 
And I thought to myself, I either right now can feed the flesh or I can feed the spirit. So I went back and put on preaching. And Brother Summerford, it was God's three deadlines. And I was mad at the end of the night. <laughs> but, but you have to feed the spirit. So if I could encourage every believer, take every device you have, make it something spiritual, binge the spiritual. And what you're going to find out is the spirit of God, you put down the stepping stones, you will walk. And then the second thing it says there in verse number 18. So if you're struggling physically, you're struggling with your physical sight world. It's not going right at work. It's not going right over here. It's not going right over here. I can't seem to get it right over here. I can't seem to get it right over here. It's not a earthly problem if you're saved. It is a spiritual problem if you're saved because you can't walk in a fleshly world with the flesh. Listen, lost people do flesh better than saved people. And here's the difference why they have no conscience. They have no restraint. How many times have I heard somebody say, I work with a bunch of devils. Now, I hope the church staff doesn't say that. I work with a bunch of devils. I work with a bunch of godless people. Listen, lost people do the flesh better than saved people. And when saved people try to do the flesh, they get run over in life. That's all there is to it. And they hate their job. They hate what's going on. But when you're doing the spirit, the spirit of God takes the nature of God and it comes through in your life. So you walk, then verse 18, but if ye be led of the spirit. Now when you're, when you're surrounding, something amazing is going to start happening to, to you as a believer. And it doesn't matter. Take any relationship that you have. How do I make this relationship work? You make the relationship work not through self-help books about the flesh. A cookbook won't do as much for a marriage as being led of the Spirit. Because being led of the Spirit, look at the very first word, led. All of a sudden, there's this submissiveness. There, there's not the work of the flesh. No, no, no. It's, it's a submissiveness. When, when, when you brush up against somebody, there's only two reactions. I mean, what, what's going on? What? Or it's, oh, I'm sorry. Why am I apologizing to you for bumping into me? Because when you're led of the Spirit, then the Spirit's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There's something wonderful. So you walk in the Spirit, then you're led of the Spirit, and then if you would, then you have verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. This is something that happens as a result. Let me catch you and, and has anybody ever scared you and you didn't know they were there? Whatever's getting ready to come out of your mouth is where you're living. Newsflash, you right now spiritually are a result of either walking in the spirit, living in the spirit, or walking in the flesh and living in the flesh. I don't mean to, I mean right now. When I come to this pulpit, I'm coming to the pulpit each and every time I come. Either I am a result of the Spirit or I'm a result of the flesh. And the last thing you want from a pastor is to be walking in the flesh. Man, I, I you know, I binge listen to sermons and man, I listened to a pastor the other day and he was like beating the sheep from one end to the other in that auditorium. And, and, and during the middle of it, he said, I'm just having a bad day and and. and and, and, and I'm sorry you're sitting here. And I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing? 
Because we must remember that the Spirit of God that's on the inside. So we walk in the Spirit, then we are led of the Spirit, and then there's the fruit of the Spirit. This naturally emerges. But would you look at verse 25? It says this, If we live in the Spirit, let us also, what please? Walk. That word walk and the word walk up there in verse number 16 are two different words. This word walk is prosperity, enjoyment. Do you have any idea when you walk in the Spirit that you then break through this level? Everything's enjoyable. I am enjoying life. But do we not all agree that Kate Costa took us back to a time in our life when life was very simple about the greatest story ever told? Do you know why we enjoyed it? Because it's fulfillment of a scripture out of the mouth of babes. I'm thinking about Aaliyah's quinceanera, uh, whatever you call that thing, and Mexican reason to get together to eat tacos. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Aaliyah was standing there playing that violin, and I'm, and I'm getting ready to, and I'm watching her play the violin, and I'm thinking, why is there such simplicity in this and such enjoyment? Because the Spirit of God, once you walk in it, once you are led of it, once there's the fruit of it, then you have nothing to apologize for. Most people spend their life living. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Rather than living with no apologies. Living with, we're just enjoying the day. Have you, in marriage counseling, I'll ask marriage couple, have you ever made it through a date without fighting? Have you ever gone on a date without it erupting into something? And they're like, is that possible? Yes, that's possible. Have you ever had, how many days have you put together to where this is enjoyable? There's no drama, there's no problems. It all comes down to this fact that when you arrange your world for the Spirit to use, then you are submissive. I just want what the Spirit wants. And then all of a sudden, there's this fruit. All of a sudden, this love, this joy, this peace, this long-suffering, this gentleness, this goodness, this faith, this meekness. It's just, it's a fragrance. And then if you live in the Spirit, look what it says there in verse number 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also what? Walk in the Spirit. The reason the average believer is not happy because they have nothing to be happy about. <laughs> but when the Spirit's alive in your life, you walk away going, this has got to be the best life ever. This has got to be. That, that kid, that, that song the Alvarez kids sang Sunday night, I have never heard that song before in my life. And when I don't hear a song before and it speaks to my heart, you're going to sing it again. You're going to sing it again. When they still, I'm, I'm I'm like, oh yeah. If I'm don't don't wake me up. I'm I'm just enjoying life. It is a shock to me when somebody says, "You know, I don't like you." You talking about me? I love me. My sister Karen's a redhead, and and uh, and and Karen hated her hair growing up. Hated the red hair. Hated the freckles. And every stinking day she'd walk out that door. There's this mirror. And, and, and she, invariably, she, she's looking at me and she's oh, I hate my hair. I hate, I hate my hair. 
And I'm, and I'm like, so one day I got, I got fed up with it. So I cut in front of her going out the door. I stopped that mirror and said, you've got to be the best looking thing ever. Mwah! Karen goes, I don't like me like that. And I said, I love me. And I don't like you like that either. <laughs> so, so know this when you're walking in the spirit. So now let's come down in the next 15 minutes. Let's talk about this, this next to last fruit called meekness. If you would go to, go to verse, go to Numbers chapter 12. And before we look at the word meekness, this is the nature of God. The nature of God is being meek. So meekness here. And uh, when you have it, Numbers chapter 12, when you have it, it becomes what you're known for. When you lose it, it will stop you from going forward. In, in Numbers chapter 12 and verse number 3. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Look at this little parenthesis. Now, the man Moses was very, what please? Meek. Above all the men that were upon the face of the earth. I truly believe that when the Spirit of God, if you go back to Galatians chapter 5 now, when the Spirit of God is something that is alive in your life, when the nature of God is who you are, you carry with you a disposition, okay? You carry with you a container of meekness. I do believe this, that meekness is not weakness, Meekness is a spiritual disposition of God. What did Christ say about himself? I am meek and what please? Lowly of heart. You ever get frustrated with your grandpa when he didn't react right away to something you told him? When COVID first happened, Brother Woods and Miss Margaret, they were at the house and and uh, kind of stop by there. They're sitting on the back porch holding hands. I walk around there, Miss Kelly and I. These are two older members in our church. And, uh, and they're sitting back there holding hands. And I look at him and say, hey, are y'all okay with COVID? He looked at me and he said, we've been through a lot worse. All the young people are like, COVID, COVID, we're going to, and it is real. Okay, it, 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 it took people's lives that we love. But here are two people that have been there since Noah got off the ark, and they're just sitting there going, we've been through much worse. We've been through world wars. We've been through Vietnam conflicts. We've been through Korea. We've been through the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. And uh, we, we've been through it all. In fact, he's got a knot on top of his head that Sunday he said, she's beating me up. They're still going through a war. Um, but there is something amazing that when you, meekness, and we're getting ready to look at it, meekness is something that you can't be pushed. Meekness is that God nature that says this, you're not pushing me to respond how you want me to respond. I won't be pushed. My mom and my dad, stories abound. My mom and my dad one day, um, they were young. My dad was an accountant for General Motors. My mom was a nurse. And us kids were young. And they were first married. And like all young married couples, um, they have their 
debates, their discussions. I don't know what other word you want to put on it to be politically correct. My dad's sitting there, and, and, um, and my mom and my dad were telling me, they said, I said, y'all ever have a fight? I mean, have y'all ever really gotten into it? And, and my dad said, let me tell you a story. One day your mama comes home, and your mama gets her suitcases and brings them downstairs and says, Glenn, that's my dad's middle name, Glenn, no, 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 Glenn, I'm leaving. So she picks up these suitcases, walks out the front door, throws them in the car, drives down the road. My father said, he said, Bobby, I'm sitting there just reading the newspaper. Newspaper. It's that thing that they put print on that they deliver to a house. Okay. Uh, paper boys were done an injustice when they took away. Anyways, he said, son, I'm sitting there and I'm reading. Your mama's standing in front of me. I don't even bat an eye. She, I, she got them suitcases. She storms out that door. She drives down the end of the block. My mama comes back. My mama comes back in the house. My dad's still reading that newspaper. And she said, Glenn, you weren't coming after me, were you? My daddy said, Bobby, I dropped that newspaper. I said, Leanne, when you left me, you left a man. When you come back, you're going to come back to a man. I said, Mama, what did you do? She said, I put away the suitcases. What do you think I did? So then I said, Dad, come on. Your woman walked out on you. He goes, man, I put you to that front door. <laughs> I'm looking out that front door going, oh, don't, don't, no, please, please come back. When I saw the taillights turn, the car flip around, I'm like, man, back to the chair. And I just, <laughs> Meekness is not being pushed to react to the passions of how you feel. President Biden, did you notice he slipped in his speech when he took Putin to the level that he said, he shouldn't be in power. And then the White House walked it back. Our presidents, they, they, the, the next guy who wins the presidency that will change this nation around is somebody who brings to the table the nature of meekness. It's a God deal. You're not pushing me. When I decide to hit you, I will hit you because you need to be hit, not because you took you No. And meekness is this God thing that emerges. Now, listen, Moses was the most meek man. Question, why didn't Moses get to go to the promised land? Somebody answer for me. Why didn't he get to go? Brother Joe? He lost his temper. And he said, you rebels. And as soon as he lost it, then at that point, you can't enjoy the promised land, you're going to die on the mount, and the only closest you'll get to the promised land, you'll just see it. You won't go in. Great leader. But at the very last, he was provoked. Can I ask you a question? How many times should God have knocked us out? How many times have we stood up, and although we didn't do it on purpose, we became presumptuous. You know what presumptuous sins are? Can I preach a little bit here? Do you know what presumptuous sins are? Sins you believe God's going to put up and bless you inside of it. I'm going to do this sin, and I'm going to presume that, God, you're not going to do anything about it. Self-willed. You're not pushing God into judgment. I'm not pushing God into judgment. And when God judges, it won't be a knee-jerk reaction, my friend. It will be a deliberate and I've told, been told a hundred times, son, if you're going to pick a fight, pick a fight with a drunk. Don't pick a fight with a man who stares at you for five minutes beforehand. 
The man who can control his temper and stare at you, walk quietly, pick up an ax handle, smile at you, he going to beat the devil out of you. Because meekness is that way. So in Galatians chapter 5, I want, I want us to walk through. Meekness is the forbearance under injury and provocation. And, and once this nature is, is there, husbands, wives, listen, the, the Spirit of God must rule to where you give people time to hear. Did you just hear what you said? You know, the, the, the relationships that I have destroyed are the relationships that I had to come back when they said something. It was the proverbial, you did that, I did that, I did that, I did that. And because I am the older in the family structure, and because I am pastor, do you have any idea how many relationships have been destroyed because I didn't have this one thing called meekness? Meekness is the, is the spirit of God emerging to tell your flesh, sit down, because you are out of control. Sometimes I'll tell husbands, you have to educate your wife that when you're ticked and you're not happy, I need five minutes. I think the greatest discussion a husband can ever have with a wife is what do you wife do with me when I'm, I'm mad and don't talk to me? Most couples don't have this discussion ahead of time. Most couples only have this discussion when they're in the heat of something and then the wife, what do you want me to do? And at that moment is when the husband starts getting quiet and then maybe the wife goes, how come you're not talking to me? Because it's a God nature to understand I could hurt you right now. I got to back up. Meekness is the spirit of God emerging in your life going, don't blow it now. Notice where meekness is at. Meekness is on the other side of faith. Remember last week we talked about the Spirit of God does not lead you to the ambiguous. He does not lead you. I have five minutes before the kids come in. He does not lead you to the darkness. The Spirit of God leads you to absolutes, definites. This is what I believe. And there's something about standing tall upon the mountain of belief. This is who I am. This is what I believe. And this is where fundamental Baptists have got it all wrong because we think we have a right to be unchristlike because we have absolutes. The more you believe, the meeker you need to become. Because I'm not being pushed. And people, people can't stand that. People are like, okay, how many of us, just let's take a poll, don't, don't raise your hand. How many of us believe the U.S. should have stepped in long before now with, with, with Russia? How many of us are like, go blow them up? Okay, that's easy for me to say. I don't have anybody in the military. But I wonder how many parents have people in the military right now that they're like, oh, no, 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 that, that's my boy you're going to send. That's my daughter you're going to send. And as much as we don't like the politics and as much as we don't like what's going on, I am so glad that there's somebody meek in that cabinet going, sir, don't push that button. Sir, if you push that button, you're committing our boys and our girls. Sir, don't push that button. Sir, let it play out. Sir, let's send aid. Let's do sanctions. Let's cut their banks. 
sir, but please. And there's a God in heaven who sits supreme upon his throne and God will not be provoked. And when they did provoke God, God did it for their good. Please know this, when the spirit of God is there, it brings about this, this, this divine this divine calmness that says, I don't feel the need to act right now. What do you mean you don't feel the need to act right now? I don't feel the need to act right now. Now, if a seventh grader is throwing a third grader out the window, you got to act. You just can't go, well, you know, meekness is the virtue of God. No, put the kid down and don't put him down outside the building. Put him down back in the... So, I, come on. But a lot of times, this, this we, we champion causes that God's not even championed yet. So let's look at a couple of things, if I could. Go to, go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Let's take the next two minutes, and let's just kind of look at a couple of verses. And we are going to rapid fire through these verses. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man, I want you to notice this, that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with what, please? How are you supposed to answer your convictions? Not with your wrath, your temper, or your tone of your voice going, oh, nobody should be able to ask you a question that pushes a button that you lose the spirit of God in the conversation. Pastor, do you drink? No. I drink. Good. But you don't drink? No. Do you socially drink? No. But boy, you ask people about their belief system, and that's why after faith is meekness. Meekness is that container that we use to talk. And then it's not my fault people don't believe like I see it in the Bible. That's just meekness. And meekness is not weakness because meekness doesn't mean I'm backing up. Just because I didn't scream at somebody doesn't mean I believe them. So the Spirit of God, if you would go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 21. This is Paul speaking, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I can hear the, the young people coming down the hallway. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and look at verse 21. In verse 19, he's telling him, I'm coming to you shortly, okay? Verse number 18, he says, some of you are puffed up as though I would not return. He is telling the Corinthian church in this first letter, he said, some of you think I'm not walking through that back door. I'm walking through that back door. Now, listen, how do you want me to walk through the back door? Would we not agree the Corinthian church had a lot of issues? <laughs> they had issues, y'all. They had hair issues. They had moral issues. They, they had Lord's Supper issues. They were bringing in barbecue. I mean, they had issues. Paul said, I've heard about your issues, and I'm coming, but some of you are puffed up like I'm not coming. Look at verse 21. This is so insightful, and, um, and we'll let the, the cute kids come in. But please don't miss this with the kids coming in. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of what, please? Meekness. Do you know what he asked the Corinthian church? You are messing up. You, you want me to come with a rod? Do you want me storming through the back door of that church with a belt? Or do you want me walking in under control? When the Spirit of God is alive in somebody's life and they have to deal with a the problem, they deal with the problem with the nature of God and the meekness has to be there.
Miss Laura paid a, paid a very high compliment to one of our former staff members when she was talking about them handling. It was like he was just so calm. That's a tribute to somebody walking in the spirit. But a lot of people see that as weakness. Well, how come you don't get all upset? You know, do we not all agree kids who come from broken homes know how to scream and holler? They have mastered the art. And when we deal with them here at church, that's why we don't scream and holler at the kids. Because they're much better at it than you. You walk in and out of it. They live in it. So then if you would, go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. This, this is insightful. And I am one minute over, and I hate it that I didn't get this one. Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren. And you'll always notice that when it's talking about this meekness, it's talking about the spirit. Look at it, it says, brethren. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of what? Do you know I have any idea? We can't recover people that are overtaken a fault because when we approach them, we approach them stopping at faith. Well, if you'd have believed this and you hadn't acted this way, you wouldn't be. Can we stop playing armchair quarterback in people's lives and just understand they were overtaken in a fault and they were overtaken in a fault, but were you ever overtaken in a fault? And, and, and what spirit got you back? The spirit of what? Meekness. And here's what meekness says. Considering. Look what it says there at the very end. Considering thyself, lest thou also be what? Hey, you know what meekness said? But by the grace of God, there go I. Please know this. And next week, we're going to talk about temperance. I am so excited about next, next Wednesday night's lesson on temperance because this is where we get to put it all together. Look at Galatians chapter 5 and we'll be done. Go back to Galatians chapter 5 and I'll end here. There's a little phrase that is very insightful. There's a, there's a little phrase in Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. We'll talk about temperance next week. Can we read the last phrase together out loud in verse number 23? Ready? Begin. Against such there is no... Against such there is no law. When we finish out the Bible study next, next Wednesday night, that phrase will come to light and that phrase will take all the fruit of the Spirit and it will roll into one. Listen, I hate it when I have to apologize. I hate it when my meekness is not in play and I have to make things right. Because when I don't walk in the Spirit, I bite and I devour and I consume. And this is why all of us have experienced failings in the flesh. And Bible studies like this only help us understand if you're saved, you've got all of this already. It's all there. Just take and plug it in. If you'll take the next seven days, surround your entire life with the spiritual and see what starts happening to you at the very end. You, you it, we, we call it with RG, we call it happy juice. And I'll end on this. We, we call it happy juice. Like he's getting ready to have to have some major procedures and, and, and well, he hates doctors, he hates it. But the moment we say, you're going to get happy juice? RG and happy juice? 
he, he, he gets, and then we just lead him, and then we put him down, and, and he just goes to sleep. Happy juice. Can I tell you something? The Spirit of God can lead you, and you'll come out on the other side of a lot of junk, and you'll make it just fine. Again, we, because we don't walk in the Spirit, you and I right now are the sum total of the past seven days of everything we have listened and everything we have heard, and it is either creating a very amped up us or it's creating a very Spirit-led us. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that guy. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.